Welcome back, know-it-alls. Thanks for listening to the show. And as always, give us some feedback about what we are doing so we can make sure you're having a good time listening to us. All right, man. Hey, buddy. How you been? Hey, I'm doing great, Mr. Play. So earlier today, I was, I was at work. And usually at work, I'm doing work stuff because I'm like always busy. Today, I, I had a little bit of free time. So I went into like an old script that I'm working on, like like a story, like a movie or like a book. I Just something. I'm, I'm taking parts of my life that I really enjoyed, funny shit that happened. And I'm just throwing it into a big story. Hopefully, maybe one day it gets turned into a movie. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Either way, it gives me something to do with my my time. So I'm doing some writing. And looking through, I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I wrote in it, probably like six months ago. So I didn't know where I was at. So I started reading from the beginning to see where I got. And it, it got me thinking about shit that I've done in, in other countries and stuff I've seen that I wanted to see and stuff I didn't get to see because other people didn't want to go see it. And it just got me thinking that I know both you and I travel frequently enough. I mean, you know, prior to bullshit or whatever's going on on planet fucking earth right now but we used to do a lot of traveling and why did we pick where we wanted to go and did it meet our expectation did it exceed it or were we disappointed how about yourself uh well i mean pretty much every time i've chosen to travel there's always been a uh a, a reason i mean obviously there's always a reason for you to go somewhere i mean for me most of the time has been either related to uh, music, a music festival or festivals at a, at a certain location. Or secondly, it was related to a woman or women in one way or another. So otherwise, I've <clears throat> rarely taken much personal travel for any other reason. Yeah, for me, it's just to see a new place I've never seen. And usually you find shit on the internet, right? Like somebody will post a picture of a place and you're like, I need to go there. Like there's that statue of it looks like woody harrelson in budapest it, it's not woody harrelson but it looks like him in like a medieval helmet with a sword and my, my fucking goal one of these days is to head over to budapest and take a picture with the woody with the woody harrelson statue who once again is not actually woody harrelson but it looks a lot like him so th- there's things like that i, I remember I, I took this trip w- with a girl and we went through a list of shit we wanted to see in Europe, places we wanted to go. So I narrowed it down to like 10 different places that I wanted to see. I think we had like two weeks. So, I mean, I can do I can do a, a city in like three days essentially and then move on to another country and do another city for three days. So I was like, well, we can do four places, I guess, at, you know, four days each. And I was like, your family lives in Ireland, so I'm pretty sure that's one of your places you want to go. So I'm going to throw that on the list. And then I picked Hallstatt, Austria, and Tallinn, Estonia, and then she picked Santorini, Greece. So we managed to go to all four places, so Hallstatt, Santorini, Tallinn, and Northern Ireland. And when we were in Austria, I I had it all set up that I was going to rent a car in Vienna, and we were going to drive to Hallstatt. Top of my head, I'm thinking maybe a four-hour drive, and it's also like a four-hour train ride. So either way, you take the train from the Vienna main station or you take a car and you get there at the same time. Although with a car, it's going to cost half the amount of money, right? The car rental and gas is way cheaper than two train tickets. And she, she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a car with you driving through the Alps because I don't like how you drive. I was like, yeah, but, but we save like money by doing this and it takes the same amount of time. She's like, yeah, I just, I just don't want to be, I'm going to get car sick. You driving around in the mountains, I'm just going to get car sick. And I respected that decision. I mean, I regret it now only because... The reason I wanted to drive is there was a town on the way to Hallstatt called Fucking in Austria. F-U-C-K-I-N-G. Fucking Austria. And I just wanted to go and take pictures of the, the signs in town. That's it. You could always say I was in fucking Austria. Exactly. And we ended up taking a train, which was awesome and beautiful. And as of this year, they changed the name of the city from fucking to fugging. So you can no longer go get a picture with the fucking signs in Austria. Damn. Yeah, major disappointment, obviously, in my life because I'm, you know, as mature as a three-year-old. So, yeah. Right. So, do you think I, did I make the right decision by listening, 
or should I have started an argument and got my way? What, what, what do you think? Being a guy, what would you do? I probably would have done the same thing you did because it's not, it's not worth it. And for me personally, I don't like driving in the mountains and I definitely don't like driving on roads that are very like curvy and in and out. I, I, I can't stand it. I mean, and, and you'd say, well, would you be okay with it if you were the passenger? And I'd be like, I'd have the same problem she would. I would feel carsick because of all the, all the swerving and everything else. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I actually got, I could get carsick if I, if I didn't pay attention to exactly what was going on. Too hmm. much motion. But, you know, obviously if it'd been you and another dude, you'd been like, hey man, no, we're taking the mountains. We're going to both go to fucking Austria. And the oh yeah. I would have been like, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. fucking Austria. Fuck yeah, uh, we are. But now, we, now we can't go to fucking Austria. Exactly. We can go to fucking Austria. I mean, the, the thing is, is that the best case scenario is that you would have had a girl with you that you could have been fucking in fucking Austria. That would have been fucking awesome. It, it, it would have been fucking <laughs> awesome. Unfortunately, that's that's not how it worked out. I mean, so, yeah, we, we, we fucked in Tallinn a couple days earlier, but there, there, was no, there was no fucking in fucking Austria. Unfortunately. That is that's and that is a damn shame. It is, but I mean, there's, there's yeah. always other places I can check out. I, I I see that the UK has a lot of fucked up names, like a lot of fucked up names. Yes, they do. So I, I should probably do a little road trip around there, just just to the the fucked up names. I mean, there's no I, fucking. You know, I want to go somewhere someday and drive and drive on the left hand side of the road. I don't care where it's at. It could be the Bahamas or Bermuda or whatever, where they drive on the left-hand side or, or the UK or somewhere just because it would be such a trip to drive on the left-hand side of the road. When my daughter and I went to Scotland a couple of years ago, uh, I had a car rental all reserved and we were going to drive to the Isle of Skye. And on the way there, there's a James Bond thing. Like, did you ever watch Skyfall? Yes. And there's a scene where Bond and Am are driving to his ancestral home and they just park the car and they look over like the, the dreary fall brown hills and he's looking at the house way down the way and she's like that's it he's like that's it do you remember that scene at all i do you showed me the picture before yeah so we we went there and we did that and that was i mean fucking awesome but not as fucking awesome as fucking austria and and that's cool but driving on the other side of the the road i'm I'm really glad i had somebody with me that wasn't my like nine-year-old daughter because i needed a navigator like i'm not gonna lie there was so many times i was going through a roundabout and i was like okay this is kind of backwards it's a little weird and when you get to places, you, you don't you don't look to the left if somebody's crossing the road. You look to the right. Like it's it does it does fuck with you. And I, I was terrified that I was going to get myself killed. But I tried to stay off as many city streets as possible and just stick to the countryside. I think that was a good idea. I, I would actually probably be terrified as as, as balls doing that, but I'd want to do it anyway. The, there was a lot of a lot of the highway out on the Isla Sky. It's not designed for for touring and tour buses and stuff like that. It's like old school. So when you're out there and there's a tour bus in front of you, there's a lot of one, you can fit like one lane of traffic. So there's little pullouts everywhere where you got to pull out to let the vehicle pass that's oncoming. And then you get to the next pullout and there's a vehicle pulled over waiting for you and you pass them and they get back on the road. It's super fucked up. Like there's a lot of really, really, really small roads and they can't build them any wider because there's like lakes and stuff to the right or to the left. They just can't, they just can't. There's property to one side and then like a body of water to the other. You just got to deal with a little pullouts. It's kind of yeah. scary to see like a, a tour coach and you're like, what the fuck? How's this going to work? Cause there's a tour coach coming one way and a tour coach in the direction I'm going. And you just have to watch one of them slowly inch off the side of the road. And it looks like they're just going to tumble down a hill. They're just, there's not a lot of room and it's fucking terrifying. And as a little vehicle, I wasn't as terrified, but watching those big tour buses, terrifying. Well, they must have balls of steel on those bus drivers. Oh, you ever see the stuff like in, in Pakistan and stuff where they're on those? Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who the fuck? Like, how could you even? You've only got three tires on the road and the fourth one's hanging over the edge of a cliff. You're like, would you go on a tour like that? Hell no. I I love seeing when they're just like booking it like around the side of a mountain. And you're like, oh, my God, they're going to die any second. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like two wheels and half a wheel on the, on the road. One wheel, like when they turn, one of them sticking out in the air, then it gets back on the ground and the other one, the back sticking out in the air. It's like, you guys are just nuts. I mean, I, I want to do it. There's a lot of roads that I want to go on when I travel. Like when I travel, I usually pick a, a cool road or cool bridges to see or drive on. So all of those like high roads in Pakistan or China, those are all on my list, but I don't, 
I don't know if I would actually have the balls to do it once I got there. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. It's 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 one thing to see it like on a video or TV screen. It's another to be sitting there when your butt's puckering up and you're looking <laughs> over a thousand foot drop and going, yeah, I don't know. I watched some of those videos of guys that are on like bicycles, pedaling like on the tops of ridges and stuff. And literally it's just like thousand foot drops on both sides of them, like less than a two foot wide path. And I'm just like, Sorry, I, mean, I guess I'm just a puss. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> if, maybe if I'm wearing a parachute, but other than that, there's no way I'd ride my bike on that shit. It, it, you know what? It's probably just because we're older. If you were like 21, you'd probably be like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I remember I went to Europe with my mom. We went. To, do you know what the Mayu Viaduct is? No. All right, so the Mayu Viaduct, it's in southern France, like on near the border of Spain and France. There's, there's a, a valley, a huge valley, and the only way to get from one side of the valley to the other is to drive all the way down to the bottom of the valley, through the little village, all the way back up the other side of the valley. So then they commissioned a bridge to be built just that spans the entire valley. It's huge. It's the world's tallest, not the world's tallest bridge, but not 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 the platform you drive on, but the, the pillars that hold the bridge. Uh-huh. That that's the tallest part. But when when I got there with my mom, we went down to the village, and there's a little thing down at the bottom that teaches you all about like how they built it, how long it took, and stuff. So like a visitor information booth. We're looking through it, and then we get out and we look up, and the bridge is like way way the fuck above us, and we're like that is fucking huge. And so then we drove to the other side of the valley, all the way up, and then drove across the bridge. It was fucking terrifying. Like, it's so tall. And there's nothing on either side of you. It's just that little bit of a bridge. And you, you, I'm just wondering, like, if a tire blows or if I hit something, like, will I fly off? And you don't know if the, the girders are strong enough to hold you. You have no idea. And they have actually built the bridge in a way that the bridge itself is, like, domed. So you don't get vertical. Yeah, so the bridge isn't flat. The road isn't flat you drive on. It's sort of domed a little bit. Because wow. apparently you get vertigo because you're so high up. It was fucking terrifyingly awesome. Wow, that would definitely be a, an experience. I know my mom so. get my mom gets scared shitless of height, so that was kind of neat. I was <laughs> I, I was freaking her out. So we're, we're I think you have to pay a toll right before you get on it, and we pay the toll and I'm driving. I look at her, I go, oh, I don't want to do this. Do you want to do this? I don't want to do this. We should turn around. We can't. We can't turn around. There's no way to turn around. It's like we gotta stop. She goes, Okay, okay, we'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop. And I was like, Yeah, I don't think so. And I just kept on going because you can't stop. But yeah, she, she was starting to get scared when she saw that I was scared, but then I just laughed it off and just kept on going. I kind of <laughs> wanted to do it back the other way as well, but we were, we were on a time frame. We were driving from Barcelona to Monaco. We had a couple days. I mean, you obviously okay. can't do it in one day, but it was sort of off the beaten path, like 45 minutes out to the middle of nowhere for this bridge. It's, it's fucked up when you explain that to people. Like, so why'd you go there? Like, uh, it was close enough, but not really close enough. Right. But my friends sort of expect that. I remember when I posted the James Bond picture, one of my friends was like, oh, was it just a, in quotes, a little bit out of the way, like four and a half hours out of the way? I was like, it was actually only like 12 minutes out of the way, strangely enough. It was pretty <laughs> close to where we were. But yeah, usually they're used to me doing a detour of like, you know, two hours one direction just to see something. Or you just swinging through Kansas on the way through somewhere. How many hours out of your way was that? Well, seven, I think. Seven hours. <laughs> Hey, but at least you got damn awesome barbecue. It's true. I mean, I'm not. When's the next time I'm going to be in Kansas City? You know, I'm in. I'm in Chicago. I'm thinking like I'm driving back to Canada. If I drive three and a half hours this one way, I get to see Charles. There you go. And I did it. Yeah. I mean, the guy I was with gave me a hand job the whole time, so I was well, I go. was entertained. He was entertained, and then he was fed way before the barbecue because I just kept yeah. jizzing and jizzing. There you go. It's what I do. It's my thing. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be up in Chicago here in may a couple of times so how long is the drive to chicago directly from you nine hours okay so first time is a three-day music festival so i'll be driving up and then i'll be driving back the day after on a sunday so that's pretty much the whole weekend and the other week uh, the other time i'm going up is the very next weekend i'm going to go up to see a couple bands play on a saturday but i was already planning on going to st louis on a sunday so it's kind of like ah, it's only an extra eight hours of driving versus what i was going to do anyway which is eight <laughs> hours of driving so and you prefer so now to drive. Now, yeah, so now I can do a, a night of shows in Chicago. Then I'll drive to St. Louis and see a night of shows, and I'll go home. And you so prefer to drive over fly? Uh, I would prefer to fly, but, you know, because of the uh, medical things and whatever's going on, you know, I'm not flying right now. So yeah, They won't let you fly? or eh, They may or may not. Uh, the thing is, is that with, with the because of all the things that have happened, rental cars are so expensive. By the time you factor in the real car plus the car rental, 
I'd rather just drive, have my own car, have my own freedom and not have to worry about a rental car, especially in some place like Chicago that's not exactly known for being not the worst place to go in the world, but not the best. Not exactly necessarily not as like where I trust a brand new rental type car. <laughs> you know, I'd rather I'd rather be driving my twenty three year old hoopty that I'm not too worried about somebody stealing, you know. Yeah, when I drove my car to Chicago, it's like the, you saw the Camaro and I'm like, huh. Just leaving it everywhere in Chicago, like downtown. We went out for like hot dogs and then at the hotel. I'm just like, this doesn't seem very safe at yeah. all. Yeah. And, and then, and, and, yeah. No, I understand you. Where I'm at's in the loop. So it's not, a, it's not the worst area, but it's not, it's a little sketchy at night. I remember my, my mom and I on that exact same Europe trip in Monaco. I, I couldn't find the, the hotel. I booked something on Expedia. And I couldn't find the name of the hotel. We kept driving up and down the street. We were using the GPS and couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And I'm asking these construction workers and most people there are speaking French. And then English is their second language, which I'm super happy that somebody else speaks my language because I can't really speak their language. So it's super helpful. And they kept pointing to the same building I was parked in front of. And they go, that's it, that's it. And I just looked at it and it was an apartment complex. I kept looking for the name of a hotel on it, but there was no name outside. And then when I like walked up to the front windows and looked through the name that was on my Expedia form was also on the inside of the building. So I was like, Oh, okay. So then there was a a door, a girl working the door and she came and got it. And I went in and she took me to an office and uh, I didn't realize I had rented an apartment. I kept thinking it was a, a hotel. Oh shit. So somebody was just subletting their apartment daily for summertime. Oh wow. And and we, we got to the room and the girl's like, okay, there's only somebody working the front door between these hours and these hours. So if you're going into the city and you're going to be back up by nine o'clock, you have to make sure you know the door buzzer number to get in, right? Oh, yeah. no. And there's a yeah, door buzzer number to get in. So your key card doesn't open the main door, but the door buzzer code does open the main door and then you can use your key card for the elevator to go to your room and then use your key card to go into your room. And my mom and I went out for dinner and we had that we just left the car parked there and uh, the lady said there's like a, a pathway underneath the bridge. Like there's an elevator you can take down and then you can end up right on the beach, like under the like Monte Carlo casino in Monaco. Wow. So yeah. we we're going to go down there to eat dinner on the beach, like at a restaurant on the beach. And we kept walking, trying to look for this elevator. And we found this building and it said uh, beach access. And we're like, Monaco's built on a cliff. It's like right. level upon level upon level. So we like kept knocking on the door to get into the room and this guy is like, I, I don't know what you need. And we're like, we just need the elevator to get down to the beach. He's like, okay. So we're about to get in the elevator because he let us in the building, but he was super confused by it. And I was like, why is he so confused? I mean, it says beach access. This is not something he deals with on a like minutely basis. Like, why is this door locked? And then he shoves his hand to stop the elevator. He's like, okay, you guys don't live here, do you? I was like, no, we're, we're, we're from Canada and I'm staying at like a, an apartment like way up there. He's like, okay, this is a private room residence and there is an elevator that goes down to the beach but you guys shouldn't be using it because you don't live here i'm like oh where's the public access elevator he's like oh it's like two blocks down that way i was like oh that sucks he goes you can use it it's fine just when you get down to the bottom just you know pretend you live here make it make it like you own the place right i'm like okay so my mom and i went down this elevator got to the bottom and nobody was in there we just walked this long hallway the lights were lighting up it took us right to the beach it was super fucked up the elevator goes like right through the mountain it's wow pretty incredible and yeah Monaco's pretty amazing, but then we had dinner, went checked out the casino, and then went back to the the apartment, and I realized that I didn't have my key code to get into the front door, and I didn't have my keys because there's a key for the front door, and the, she gave me so like a key ring that had the key code on it, and I left that in the room, so I couldn't even oh, get man. into the front door, and I couldn't unlock the front door to get into the elevator. Once we got inside, it would have been fine because I had my my card on me that does the doors on the inside. So my mom and I are like, this is kind of fucked. It's like 11 o'clock at night and I don't even have my keys to get into the fucking car rental. Like I, we we would have to sleep on the street. There's no way for us to get in because nobody's working the front desk. And yeah, some guy was walking his dog and I just asked him if he could help out. And he looked at me. I was like, I'm staying here tonight. And once I get inside, I can my key card. I'm staying in room, you know, like 315 or whatever. He's like, yeah, I was just walking my dog. I I do live here, and I know people sublet their apartments. I can let you in. It's like 11.30 at night. We are outside for like an hour and a half, just like 
ready to sleep on the street like a fucking homeless person and this guy was walking his dog and he just walked back and he unlocked the front door for us and then he watched us use the key card to get in the elevator so he knew that it was like legit that we had the key card to get in and yeah he followed us up to a room we opened the room and i grabbed my keys he's like all right okay cool i was like all right thanks man i really appreciate it but i would have spent the night in fucking monaco on a like a park bench with your mom yeah with my with my mom (laughs) that's that makes it even a better story yeah, you probably would have ended up on some photo of like homeless, homeless woman <laughs> and son sleep on the street. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have sucked so, so bad. To, it, we couldn't find the place. We were like two hours behind with our night. If I hadn't taken so long to find the fucking apartment, we would have been back up before the person was done their shift at the front desk. Or you could have just remembered your key. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> We we were just so behind. I really wasn't listening. I was just like, I just no. want to go. I want to get down to the casino. I want to get down there. I want to walk around. I want to take some pictures. I want to go for dinner. So yeah, I just pretty much brushed it all off. But yeah, being impatient really, really fucked me there. But dude, I have times where I leave work and I realize I left my phone. I'm already like three miles away, and I'm like, I go back to work to get my phone. You know. And you go back and get it. Oh yeah. Ain't no yeah. no way I don't have my phone. Isn't that weird? On. Yeah, it's weird. I got. I mean, I keep. Like I, I gotta remember that. Of course, now I got a brand. I got a new phone. I got my new. I got my new iPhone 12 Mini. So Love it's it. not new, but I mean, it's it's new to me compared to my old 5s. You know, so I'm pretty happy with it. I can't believe you didn't get anything in between the 5s and the 12. Hey man, when I do an upgrade, I do an upgrade. Well, yeah, I'm I'm usually like a four or five year guy. Like I will. Dude, yeah. dude when I when I, I traded in for my 5s, it was a 3G. Yeah, I traded in. I traded in a, a, an iPhone three, and they were already like on the iPhone six, and they were the yeah. iPhone seven was about ready to come out. And they're like, you know, you're buying an older phone. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I bought like an older phone, and I and I've rocked that 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 five S for like, God, since since I basically like before I even got my divorce finalized. So it's been like seven, eight years, maybe. Something like that. Holy crap! I mean, I've had it forever. I mean, I only paid two hundred bucks for it, so I got my money's worth out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, my my five was terrible. My four was amazing. My three was good, but that five was a piece of shit. Nah, I I liked my five. My three was awesome. It lasted forever. Uh, yeah. But I'm I'm happy with this twelve. I, I you know obviously I I didn't want to spend the money for it, but here was the situation I was under. Okay, so I had my old phone. And I had to change my phone number. You remember when I had to change my phone number a couple of years ago? I don't know if I told you about that. I'm pretty sure I did because I gave you a new number. But uh, because I had my account, my phone number was under another person's account, and he went delinquent. So for me to keep my phone number, I had to pay off his bill, which was like over $1,000. I'd been paying him like 50 bucks a month for yeah, the yeah, whole for time. Your phone. Yeah. And and I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying $1,000 just to keep my phone number. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. So I had him change my phone and I went to a prepaid plan. And so now I decided, okay, well, I'm going to go back to a contract plan and then just buy one of their phones and pay it off every month. Well, you can't keep your phone number. I'm like, why can't I keep my phone number? Well, the phone numbers for the prepaid plan and the whatever plan are on two different phone banks. You can't switch back between them. I'm like, well, I sure wish you told me that when I changed things over, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gone to a prepaid plan, you know? Yeah. So, so there was no iPhone for me to buy. I had to buy either a crappy phone from them to keep my phone number or change my phone number again. I don't want to change my phone number again. I already changed it just two years ago. I've already got tons of people I know that probably would never be able to reach me. I'll never hear from them ever again, you know? And uh, so I had to go out and just buy this phone, and then I could switch my phone over and keep my phone number. So I just went out and bought this phone. It's like 400-something, and that's it. Yeah. And I'll, and, I'll have, and I'll have this phone forever, probably, like, you know, it's 5G. I had to get 5G because they're changing the, the 3G over the 5G on the towers down here. So. When I got my 12 last year, was it last year? Maybe maybe November the year before. My my 6, like my iPhone 6, all of a sudden just stopped using, a, like I couldn't charge it. It would, it would die in like a minute, like 100% down yeah. to nothing. I would plug it in and it wouldn't even register. I would have to keep like, you know, turning not like doing the hard reset, hard reset. I have to plug it into my computer. It would register that my phone's attached to my computer. So I was going to do a backup, but then it didn't have enough juice with the power from the computer to charge it, to stay on long enough. And I, I was literally using my phone as a landline for like four months. So wow. I, yeah, I couldn't do anything with it. I would have it plugged in all the fucking time. 
And I couldn't take it anywhere. Take it in my car, it would die from walking from my front door into my car, even though it would be at 100%. And if I could plug it in, I could use it. But sometimes when you plugged it in, it didn't keep the charge and then you couldn't turn it back on. And I was like, fuck, I need a new phone. I need a new phone. But I, I just read that they're going to, the iPhone 12s are coming out. There's no sense in me buying like a, an 8 or a 10 or an XR. I'm just going to get the new one because I've had it for wow. you know, four or five wow. years. Like, and I'm yeah. done. But I had to wait, and I was like, God damn, I want the mini one they keep announcing, but the mini wasn't coming out until January, and I needed a phone in, like, November. I was like, I, I need, I can't do this landline cell phone for, like, three more months. I just can't. So, yeah, I just pre-ordered one, and they shipped it to me, like, you know, day of, and I was so goddamn happy. But I wasn't able to do a backup or anything, so it was really, really tough for me to get stuff you off that you old phone. move stuff over? Wow. Well, I, I was able to save stuff on my computer and it would like stay logged in for like, you know, 45 seconds. I just drag over a bunch of things and then it was shut down. So then I'll drag over a bunch of things and it was shut down. So I was able to load a bunch of old pictures and videos I had. I mean, obviously I'm going to keep those because it's probably just masturbation videos and videos <laughs> of you know, threesomes and stuff. And I want to keep that shit because I want to live vicariously through my older life. I hear you. <laughs> but, I, uh, I, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I, I'm I'm happy with the mini because the mini's about the same size. Well, it's a little bit smaller than my cock, but yeah, uh, it's about the same size as the 5s, which yeah. is what I was comfortable with. I didn't want. I, I heard those those other iPhones are like so much bigger. Yeah, and, I don't and, like it. And, I can't. can't. They don't fit in your hand, and this this just just perfect. Like if I can't, I can't use my thumb to get to the top of something. Yeah, the phone is too big. I, I wanted the mini, but I didn't want to wait. You know two and a half more months for it to come out. I just no, couldn't. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, stuck for in me, there for two and a half months. For me, it would have been like, oh, well, when are you going to, when's that going to come out? Um, It already came out before I even took my pants off. That was our little distraction from the travel. But the thing is, it's good. To, the thing is, it's good to have a good phone, especially if you're traveling, because you like to take a lot of pictures, especially yeah. pictures of, you know, firemen and fire hoses and stuff like that. Absolutely. Sometimes. If you yeah. can turn a statue into anything sexual and you don't, there's something wrong with you. That's like a crime. Exactly. Like I, I, I don't find it weird when I look over and some guy's, you know, finding a statue and he's having sex with it and somebody's taking a picture. I'm just like, these are my people. Like these are well, my people. Yes. I, I definitely, when I was at the Royal, uh, the Royal, what was it? Not the Royal Battle Museum, but the, whatever the, in London, they have a couple of huge, like 18 inch guns off of a battleship out front. Yeah. So, you know, I had to get a picture of me standing at the end of, Absolutely. A long ass cannon with my last name being Cannon. No, man. Lucky you. <laughs> Best porn star name ever. Unfortunately, yeah. I do not live up to my billing. <laughs> so, so, so that was so, so anything, uh, anything else you had that you wanted to share about Monaco as far as uh, that experience goes, as far as living up to your uh, expectations? No, Monaco, Monaco was nice. Uh, I saw uh, in person a uh, Bugatti Veyron. Oh, wow. Around. Yeah, it's like yeah. a 1.4, million dollar car. It's really weird in front of the Monte Carlo Casino. It's just like these supercars driving around a water fountain all night. Like you'll you'll see the same Bugatti just do laps just around this water fountain, down around the block and back up. And people are just sitting there videotaping everything. It's really really weird. And then in front of the casino, there's just like Maseratis and Lamborghinis and Porsches and Ferraris, Bentleys, all just parked like you know at the primo spots right in front. It's there's so much money. Yeah, fucking place. Oh, you know I'm sure. The yachts, like the oh my god, just the shipyards, yacht upon yacht upon yacht, and here I am sleeping on a fucking park bench, you know. Like, <laughs> oh my god, look, Muffy, there's a vagrant yeah. on the uh, bench. Long hair, uh, beard, oh my tattoos. God, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say a place, a place probably has so much money that they would have just given Thurston Howell the bum rush. I remember the first time I went to Monaco, we were I was with my my friends back in the mid two thousands. I went to Europe for the first time. And we were in Nice and we got to Nice. We ate some dinner and we thought, well, we, we got some time. What do you want to do? And somebody's like, well, Monaco is like a 20 minute train ride away. I mean, you want to go? So we went down to the train station. Yes. You know, 20 minute train ride and all the ticket purchasing, like all the vending machines were all broken. Like you couldn't, they were all out of order. So we just looked at each other and thought, meh, and we just hopped on the train and like went on the train for free to Monaco, just walked around, took pictures and came back. Did you, so, back, did you come back for free too, or did you pay we did. to come back? No, we, we, wow. we didn't. Wow. But nobody, nobody approached us or nobody, anything. Nobody approached you. Yeah, it we, kind of it kind of reminds me of when I was in Tallinn. There's several times when I'd get on that tram and yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for it. I'd just get on it, just ride ride down to the class and back. You know, <laughs> what I do mean, you think I, 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 I kind I figured out after the first time I paid for like 
enough for like you know a week's worth it I'm probably never going to get asked for this. And sometimes I just kind of like, if there's people in the trim, I just kind of wave it at it a little bit. Like I was yeah. doing something and then I just go sit down. Did I leave you mine? I know I had some dollars saved up on my app. I don't know I what app you it did. was. I think you did. I think I did use those or something. Yeah. Cause yeah, I couldn't take it to the, to the airport late that like early that morning. I was leaving the airport. Yeah, it was, it was before, it was before the trams ran. You left yeah. really early. Like four o'clock in the morning, something stupid. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Their airport's pretty hilarious. That little airport. Mm, that's weird. So, it's such a strange place, like Tallinn, Estonia. How often have you ever heard that name in your entire life before you went there? Well, you know me; I study all kinds of weird stuff, so I've I'd heard it before, you know, but not a lot. And obviously, it's kind of like it's kind of like me telling people that I visited Baku, Azerbaijan. How many people you ever ran into that you know it's been like, yeah, I've been to Baku, Azerbaijan. <laughs> every every time I see the word uh, Azerbaijan, <laughs> I think, hey, Charlie Ray's been there. But that's 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 like I don't know anybody else that's ever been there. I had a I have a friend from high school. He did I think two years in Qatar to teach English at like this prep school. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, I would, um, you know, I would totally. Uh, I think I'll talk about two different places. I think I'll talk about Baku, and I'll talk about my visit to Tallinn since you were kind of involved in that but you know i've never really been anywhere else kind of in the what i guess i would loosely term kind of the middle east although technically i don't know if you would consider azerbaijan middle eastern or more uh central asian since they're kind of you know they're in the caucasus mountains there you know in the I would in, say Middle uh, east azerbaijan. yeah I, I would probably still say middle east too because i mean i'm not uh, a geography teacher but uh, i'd say middle east yeah my, my opinion matters right yeah sure I mean, you know, they, I mean, it is a Muslim country. It's a secular Muslim country, basically ran by a freely elected Democratic leader who's the son of the former president. Huh. Hmm. That's a nice election. Weird how that weird how that works out. Yes, over overwhelmingly popularly reelected. Huh. Yes, yes. Convenient <laughs> for right. that family. Yeah, wink, wink. Uh, anyway, beautiful women. They, you know, they, they, uh, they're, they're still pretty conservative, but they're more, they're more, since they're secular, they, they're, they're you still see a few, uh, what do you call them, hijabs, the, yep. the, the, yeah, the whole covering outfits. You still see some of those, but for the most part, most of the women are dressed, you know, conservative, but, you know, you still see a few mini skirts. You know, they, they have nightclubs. They have, they have, uh, Azerbaijani rap bands, apparently. That was kind of an interesting story driving around and somebody, there was a friend of this girl I met over there is Land Rover driving over cobblestone streets, listening to hardcore Azerbaijani rap. That's an experience <laughs> you never forget. It was, it was crazy. It was a, uh, it was a lit night. Let's just put it that way. Lit night in Baku. So, you know, as far as my expectations of Baku, you know, I went over there to, to see a friend and, and we just couldn't, he had to work also while I was over there, but uh, you know, I was left alone a lot of my own time. It was kind of like stepping back into a time capsule in some ways because, you know, Baku is the capital of Azerbaijan. So they had a lot of more modern buildings. Yeah. But a lot of the city was still very much kind of a time capsule. They just recently got their first McDonald's. This is like, you know, this is like 15 years ago, 2006. Did you find like a Radio Shack? I don't think I looked for a Radio Shack. It was, it was, it, I was just hilariously looking at stuff like, you know, they, they wore those, like, the men wore these long, like, pointy-toed shoes. So, like, the shoe was, like, twice as long as their feet. That was, like, fashionable for them over there. I'm in. Yeah. It was kind of, like, kind of Italian-y. I think the best thing I liked about that was some of the food that I had over there because, you know, it was it was part of Russia. So, there's, there's also a large group of people that are Russian- that lived there although when the whole berlin wall fell there was some not so good relations between russia and azerbaijan a lot of um i think several people had gotten killed or during the time period a lot of russians had moved but there were still quite a few russians that were there and then there was of course you know azerbaijanis and the the, the funny thing is is azerbaijan and the ethnic azerbaijani people are split are split in two different countries more than half of the total number of people who are Azerbaijani ethnicity actually live in Iran. They're like a really big minority in Iran, in northern Iran. Kind of like the way the Kurdish, 
Kurdistan is for Iraq, you know, northern Iraq, yeah. right on the Turkey border. Same kind of thing, only it's Azerbaijani. And so, uh, and so, of course, in the you know, most of the population in Azerbaijan is obviously Azerbaijani. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about that country is I wish I'd been able to have more time to get out of the city. I was, I was mostly in the city. I did go to the, quote, beach and took a dip into one of the most polluted water waterways <laughs> in the world, which is uh, uh, the Caspian Sea. Yes, yes, that was probably not the best idea. I probably got cancer from that. Uh, or you got the cure for cancer from that. I don't know. I tell you what, I probably probably my experience dipping into the Caspian Sea probably made me immune from from COVID. I mean, because <laughs> COVID is kind of like, oh, well, we see you already got the master plan stamp, so we'll we'll just give you a pass. No, it gave your penis superpowers, so you can enjoy threesomes and orgies. <laughs> it glows in the dark. Yeah, it's like a glow stick. You shake it up enough, and it <laughs> turns bright yellow. You, you you're the one solo guy that gets invited to all the orgies, even though there's no woman with you. Just because exactly. they, they want to have the glowing penis. And, you know, you're at that point, all your diseases are cured and you have no sperm count. So you don't need to wear a condom at these things because you're not spreading anything and you're not getting anyone pregnant. I just want to know if it's like a like brightly colored like Mountain Dew on a spooge. <laughs> well, it's usually it's but, usually uh, in my mouth, so we don't get a chance yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, the trip to the, uh, to the seaside was interesting. Not exactly. I mean, it was fun. I'm glad I went. They don't exactly have sand there. The entire beach is basically just like tiny seashells so oh, let me tell cool. you something yeah it doesn't feel like that it feels like walking through a room full of legos oh so the no, no the water hasn't gone over the seashells to smooth them out they're just shredded oh, no, shredded no. seashells the whole the whole the whole there's like no sand i mean there's some sand but it's pretty much just seashells so yeah yeah that was that was an experience but it would have been cool because like i said they have uh they have seven out of the nine temperate zones in the country so they have like tropical subtropical you know uh temperate uh pretty much up to like almost subarctic if you go up into the mountains because on their on their on their western edge which is where they have their contested land issues with armenia uh, that's another whole story that i won't touch upon politically uh but they have they they have like all these different types of uh it's a, you know in a, in a pretty small country they have seven of the different types of nine climate zone so it's that's pretty interesting to think about in just one place you know, would have been yeah in one wow. place yeah because they go all the way from basically being below sea level and and de- like they, have, they have desert they have you know they have plains they have you know is it tropical they have sub sub arctic you know it's just it's just nuts all this stuff is all in one little country and i look out my window so, and i just see tundra snow and wind blowing snow sounds appealing. Yeah, it is. It's pretty awesome. So, do, so are you far enough north that you have like a certain number of uh, of days of the year you have no sun? No, like no, you have zero sun. No, right? uh, I'm far enough up north that in the summertime the sun doesn't fully set till after like ten o'clock. So that's always cool. Like it's it's light out. My kids can play across the street at the park to like almost almost eleven o'clock. So wow. that's cool. And we do get northern lights. Wow. So that's really cool. That's awesome. Uh, that would that would be cool. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. Like sitting in my hot tub, northern lights. Go for a drive, northern lights. And it's amazing. I'll be driving back from Edmonton and I'll just like look over to my left and it'll just be the mountain or the sky will just be lit up for like kilometers and kilometers. I'm like, this is nice. Like this is really nice. I don't that's pretty I mean cool. I shit on living I, out here. I really do. I shit on it a lot. But the sunrises and the sunsets are like nothing I've ever seen. Just breathtaking. And we have like hoarfrost. I don't know if you've ever seen my pictures of like the trees covered in like a an ice, or the mm. the tree okay. the yeah. trees are covered in like it just it gets foggy at night and then it gets so cold that the fog literally freezes to the any surrounding thing. It's on your car. It's on your antenna. It's on your the your fence. It's on your trees. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I would love to see the northern lights someday. I would like to go, I, I think I would like to go to Finland. You know, I've got friends from, you know, well, before I talk about that, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to finish up Azerbaijan. Sorry. But as far as my expectations of Azerbaijan, since it was kind of like a last minute kind of thing, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations or investigations that I did. I just kind of went over there and just said, hey, I'll see what this is yeah. like, you know. And uh, I will I will say this. It's an eye-opening experience to go to a completely different culture in the world. I mean, that's pretty different. 
I mean, like going to like Germany or England or whatever. Okay, it's like yeah, it's still Western civilization. Yeah, this was definitely not Western civilization, and it it was it was very interesting for me to get that kind of cultural experience to compare that to about coming back to the United States. There was pluses and minuses. Mostly, it made me a lot happier about being in the United States <laughs> at the time. But I will say the bread there was awesome. Every you know they were they were very much still in the um i guess there's like a blast from the past so there wasn't tons of like big box stores yeah. there wasn't there wasn't tons of billboards there wasn't tons i mean it was very much more like i don't know even like maybe like the 1950s even maybe even earlier than the 1950s in the united states it was just very much they were trying to modernize but for the most part most of the country is very much more slow paced um, family oriented, you know. I, I you know, obviously, I said with the, with the Muslim, but the more secular Muslim, they're still Muslim. Yeah, but but you could just go, you get everything more local. Like you would just, you wouldn't have a whole bunch of food at home. You had small fridges, like they do in a lot of places in Europe. You know, you didn't have, a, you didn't buy tons of food just to store it. You shopped more often, and so so every day you would just stop and you spend a quarter. It was like a quarter for a fresh baked loaf of bread. There was no bullcrap sugar in it like they put it here in the United States. It was just fresh bread. It was just so awesome, this bread, and, like, fresh butter, you know, and it was just natural. I mean, like, really, truly natural, not the bullcrap. They, th- they say natural flavors in the U.S., you know, it's like <laughs> squirt some bullcrap in it, you know. Natural flavors, yeah, the last thing it's in there is natural. So I love the food. I love the food. I love the people. Uh, the people were, uh, you know, that I talked to at least were very friendly. Uh, maybe some people weren't, but they, they, it was kind of much kind of like they kind of did a thing where they kind of kind of like presented you the best of the country and kind of tried to hide the bad parts of the country from you, you know, as a Westerner, you know, kind of thing. But, but it was an interesting experience, you know. Uh, like I said, you, you don't forget driving around on Land Rover, Land Rover playing Nashville rap. No. So, you know, that's. That's a heck of a it's on my bucket so, list now. I can yeah. avoid the I can avoid the Caspian Sea though. Apparently, uh, the, I don't. <laughs> the women over there are very beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, obviously they have a little bit more tan skin, but long black hair, black you know, black eyes. Very much, you know, very similar to you know a lot of the ethnicities around the equator. You know, as far as like latitude, whatever latitude or longitude. You know, any you know anywhere along the, you know. You know, Mexico, Spain, Italian, you know, same kind of thing, you know, but, you know, and then Persians, a whole different type of ethnicity. And, and so Azerbaijanians aren't really, they're not Arabic. They're not like Arabic, like you would say a Moroccan is or an Egyptian or a Libyan, as far as Arabic. They're, they're different, very beautiful, friendly people. Uh, I really don't know that I ever plan on going back there ever again. It was, it was an interesting experience to go there, especially less than three years into the Iraq war. So I'm sitting there in Azerbaijan. I know like several hundred miles over this way is Iraq. And then, and then not very far South of me is Iran. So it's like, you know, I'm surrounded by Russia and, you know, it's like, you know, we weren't at war, you know, at most of these places or in there attacking except for Iraq, but it's still a completely different part of the world. You know, and when I see people who are like, I'm going to go out here and hike out in the desert. Like right over there is the Iranian border. They won't arrest me. You know, some of these smart people that decide to test whether Iranians will arrest you. That's not me. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be much arresting. You just won't ever make it back home. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is I would love to visit. I would love to visit Iran. I would love for us to have better relations with them. They have so much beautiful history and culture. And uh, I would probably end up getting chased or shish kebab if I did anything inappropriate with the women over there. But uh, they are beautiful women, at least from what their eyes show. Well, I mean, I so, guess you can you can live in America angles. and you can do whatever you want. You can pretty much own women, right? Yeah. Well, yeah Isn't yeah. that true? Like from the Midwest, do you, do you not? Do you, I mean, <laughs> do you not? Not on my no? side. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe I'm reading <laughs> this wrong. I don't know. Last yeah. time I checked. So we'll, we'll, we'll move from the hot country, Azerbaijan. We'll, we'll go to Tallinn, Estonia, since you've been there and you came back over to visit when I was there. Uh, and so, I, you know, I knew I was planning on going to Tallinn for um, for some time because uh, I had this tantra massage teaching cert- certification that I was going over there for. 
So would I say it was about what I expected? I'd say probably. I mean, I knew it was a former Soviet bloc country. Uh, I knew I knew it had this really great, you know, old town area like we visited with the cobblestone streets yep. and the old buildings and the, and the wall. I literally stayed in there last time I was there. Like yeah. prior to going there, yeah. I literally stayed at, at an apartment was, in that area. It was it was beautiful. But hey, at least this time when you came over the second time, you got to experience the Christmas market. So that was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, uh, I will never probably experience anything like that in my life again. Who knows? I might. Not with that I mean, attitude. It's, it's, well, it's a great memory if I never do, but I would love to. But I don't know what, you know, the thing is, is you know, it, was a, it was a great city, you know, that you could tell they were working really hard to modernize the oh, city. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of money coming into uh, Talon. And, if, and for those of you who don't know, Talon is kind of like the, a little bit like the Silicon Valley of, of Eastern Europe, at least for sure. Uh, they have a huge amount of tech uh, companies that are there. Skype was actually created by a company that was based out of Talon, Estonia. Um, and they have a citizenship program. It's an e-citizenship program based around uh business startups and entrepreneurs and stuff like that. It's pretty cool stuff. And uh, not to mention that it's a ferry ride across to Finland. Although I did not get over to Finland. I really wish we had, but I'm going to go back. You know what? I do want to go back and I really want to go to Finland. It just depends on what happens in the future with, uh, with travel abilities. Uh, but you know, uh, I would like to go to Finland and go up to Northern Finland and probably see the, the Northern lights. Oh my God. We there. could go together and stay in one of those igloos. Yeah. That'd It'd be, be awesome. romantic. Yeah. We can kiss in front of the reindeer. Oh well, that's less romantic. Can we ask the reindeer to join in? Is that is that no, legal? We get, get a whole bunch of reindeer to do a train around the. Is English. that is that is that legal? In, I mean, you can eat reindeer in Finland, can you not? Uh, pretty sure you can. I mean, that was my whole goal when I went to Finland. Like we were in, in Tallinn, and we did take the ferry over to Helsinki for the day, and my goal was to find like street food, like shawarma, but like reindeer. I couldn't find shawarma reindeer anywhere, which kind of made me sad. <laughs> So strangely enough, I ended up eating Chinese food at a mall. Figure that one out. Wow. Yeah. I usually like to. Maybe you made me think about that Chinese food place at the mall that we went to. It was like 500 items on it. You remember that? Place? Where was that? When we were in Finland, were you? Wait, wait, we were in Finland. Finland? We were. No, no, no. When we were, maybe you weren't with me. I thought you were with me when I went there. Did you weren't with me when we went to that that mall? And we went to uh, an Indian restaurant. It was like, it was like a Chinese Indian. Uh, are you talking about Talon, uh, or like, what are you talking about? In Talon, in Talon, yes. Didn't we go there together? We, wa- I thought we, I we walked around a mall that was like after hours, and we went to like the the Playmobil store, and there was like the big Stay Puft Marshmallow Man toy. But we didn't. Yeah, was that that's the only mall I think I went to with you. No, I, I could have swore you were with me when we went to that restaurant. That restaurant that was it was it was in a mall, and I was like, I want some Indian food. We went there and there was like, it was like this huge menu book. And I remember us laughing. I know you, I know you were there with me because we, I know it was you. Uh, Cause I don't remember anybody else being there except you. Aww, that's so sweet. We okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I, you don't remember that? Yeah. But like, I, I was laughing about it because it was like, it was like three different restaurants in one. So this whole menu book was like 500 items. And like this section was like Indian food. And then this section was like Chinese food. And then this other section was like Thai food. And so you could, there was like 500 plus menu items okay, on this I, menu. I, I've never seen a menu that big in my life. I'm trying to think of in, in Tallinn when, when I went out with you, there was a mall we went to that I just talked about. But then there was another, there yeah. was another one that was like attached to like that really tall. Remember the hotel we just hung out in the lobby, which would had the, it had the KGB mu- museum on the top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that. So mall, like yeah. It, it wasn't that. No, mall. but across. It was the one that it was the one that we'd walked to, like a couple of miles over. And there was kind of like a Best Buy or something there, like a big blue kind of building by the entrance. We walked in. We, we went there specifically to this restaurant. So. Okay, I'm losing my mind then because I I remember walking <laughs> through. I don't know why we were at that mall that wasn't even really open. Like there wasn't a lot of stores open in the one mall we went to. Well, there was that one mall we went to where we went to the top floor and it was just kind of like we walked around. There was like all this like all this like wooden decor. We were kind of like walking around. We like walked up to this area. There's like nobody See, that, there. It's just us. That, we walked past these people coming down the stairs. Yeah, that, that's the one that had like the, the, the Playmobil big huge statues okay. we took pictures at. 
And that's yeah. what I remember. I don't remember going to any mall that there was like 500 menu items on a, are you sure that that was me? Was it? Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe I went with a. Maybe I went with a group of people from. from was it uh, before? You know what? You know what? Maybe I did go with a group of people. From, I could have swore it was when you were there that you went. But see, me. now I'm pissed off that I didn't get to go there. So now I've got to. <laughs> I got to go back to Talent a third time so that I can go to the Asian, Indian, Chinese. Oh, it was five hundred. It was crazy. They're they're like they're like you want Indian, you want Indian, Chinese, or Thai? Yes. Well, we have a store <laughs> for you. <laughs> Oh, you're not talking about women. Like looking through the, it's like, it's like, it was like 20 pages of, of, of menu stuff. I'm like, man, you either got one damn good cook in the back, in the back or some of this stuff's going to really suck because people don't know how to cook it. They don't cook it very often. I mean, they can't be making like every one of these dishes every day. <laughs> Did you ever you watch know? the TV show Happy Endings? Okay, there's a guy in it. His name is Dave and he owns a food truck. Before he before he opened his food truck, I don't remember what job he had, but he hated it, and he always cooked at home, and all like the all of his friends loved it, and he's like, well, maybe I'll start my own restaurant. They go, well, Dave, you know, you need a business plan. So then the next day, he's like, all right, guys, so I've got my business plan. I want you to sit down before I go present this tomorrow at a meeting that I have with this like hotel, motel, restaurant conglomerate. I need you to tell me if I'm like on the right track here. So he's got like a you know a a, a PowerPoint presentation ready to go, and he's like you know, you're talking with your girlfriend and she's like, I kind of want Chinese tonight. And your kid's like, no, no, I want Mexican. And then your son's like, well, I kind of want like, you know, East, East African. And I'm like, well, you know what? I could really go for some surf and turf, but you know what? We can't decide. So why don't we just go to Dave's Pangea grill? And it's like 142 pages of a menu. He's literally got something from every single country on the planet. And his friends are like, dude, that's, that's not going to work. But they, they, they look at each other like that's not going to work, but they keep being like, yeah, Dave, that's a good idea. You should, you should do that, Dave. Cause they don't want to knock him down. Right. So then the next day he goes to meet with the conglomerate and the guy's like, are you, are you even kidding me right now? Like 442 pages of a menu. He's like, yeah, but everybody's happy. But this is what you're talking about, right? Like they're not going to make everything. Right. No, I was, I was sitting there thinking, dude, there are so many things on the menu. If I came here every day, <laughs> it would take me almost two years to try everything on the menu. If I came here once a day, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I definitely wasn't there for that because I, def- oh my god, I would have so much to say in that situation because I'm a foodie and I own a restaurant, so I, I would be all up in that. But no, I, I got to go back. Yeah, now. I got to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more I think about it, 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 it you weren't there because you would have remembered it involved food. It, I, I think I went there with like a handful of people from the class. We went there for a bunch more. And it was all different so, ethnicities so. from the class, so everybody got what they wanted. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, none of us were Indian, uh, Chinese, or Thai, <laughs> but yeah. But it, it was an interesting. I'm going to have to see if I can find that restaurant. I'll, I'll message you so you can look well, at I mean, it. It's. it's, it's it, no, I, I found all both the restaurants I found the first time in Estonia when I was there with you. I found them again and awesome. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, oh, man, yeah. restaurants. I just the amount of times I've gone out to just eat. Like I will plan the vacation and just be like, well, where can I eat around the hostel? Where can I eat around the hotel? And I, I think right. there might be something wrong with me because that's sort of how I plan my vacations. I'll even go somewhere and be like, all right, so these are the four different flavors of Lay's I'm looking for in Estonia. These are the three different kind of Fantas I'm looking for. And then next week I'm going to be in Germany. So these are the four different Fantas I'm looking for. These are the, you know, the Schweppes I'm looking for. I, I think maybe I have a disease where I just have to go find these strange things. You know, the thing is people, people all around the world have, have done stupid shit. I mean, I don't understand why people collect matchbooks, but people do. You know, some people like to collect GI Joe toys like yeah. us. I don't know why we uh, do. My, my grandma. I mean, I kind of know why. I, I kind of know why I do, but. Uh, my grandma and grandpa used to collect matchbooks. They had this old wicker basket, probably two feet tall, one foot wide. And my cousin, Sean, and I would, when we were, this is little, we were like seven or eight. We would just like dump that on the ground and we would separate all the matchbooks into like, this is all the same <laughs> brand of, like, this is all the Super 8 and this is all this casino in Las Vegas. And we would just like separate it. And there was, oh my God, I'd say thousands of matchbooks. But yeah, they, they collected matchbooks. It's weird you say that. Not a fire hazard. I've, I've never. <laughs> not, a fi- not a fire hazard. <laughs> in a fucking wicker basket. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that that is what that's what makes it even the fucking best. Like the fire department coming to check out the burned down house, 
I'm pretty sure the fire started over here. There's like an outline of a basket. What the hell were they storing in here? Oh, that was their matchbook collection. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did go into a, a person's house once and they had this giant like size, like humongous, like punch bowl kind of thing. Yeah. And it was just full of matchbooks from, from all over the place, you know? And um, well, I... it, it makes me, it, it makes me think about my grandpa. My grandpa collected maps. And so I've got this whole box full of uh old maps from like the 50s and 60s when they were doing road trips yeah. right so so i've got all these like vintage maps and i'm like i'm probably gonna try to sell them because i mean what am i gonna do they're probably gonna be thrown away or i can't bury them with me or whatnot. i don't need to but it sounds like uh, it's, it's cool. it sounds like super collector items like i'm not gonna lie to you i don't happen i don't know what happened to my grandparents matchbooks at all not a clue yeah. yeah but the maps sound like something that would be more collectible years and years later although you know I would think you can't so. really I mean, buy. Most of them are 50, 60 years you old. You can't even buy matches anymore. You know what I mean? It's hard to find. So maybe those are super collectible. Oh, yeah. I, I collect like this. When you saw me grab this, these are pens from hotels yeah. and hostels that I stay. Every time I go to a hotel or a hostel, I take the pen. You snatch a pen. And yeah, like this one, City Stay Hostel, Berlin. I have not been to this hostel since 2006 and I still have this fucking pen in a jar. Like, yeah. so many. Ooh, Ooh the Luxor. Las you know, Vegas. Excalibur. Yeah, it, it's funny when you show something like that, and you see people laugh at like, oh, look, the crow's got a whole bunch of stuff in his nest. <laughs> How the fuck different is that from us? Yeah. Oh, look at all my bullshit on my wall. How are you different than a fucking crow who's got something shiny, right? You know, that's, we're just animals that like, that like, that like mementos. You and know? this is a, definitely a G.I. Joe one. J.W. Marriott. There you go. And I don't know where that was, but I know it was definitely a Jocon because they always stayed a lot of Marriotts. They do. They are Marriott happy. I do miss the, I do miss the Jocon trips just because hanging out, you know. But uh, we talk about we still get to do this. Well, exactly. It's almost exactly the same, you know. No, it's not. No, it's not. Although I think I might, I might. Uh, well, I'll say that for I'll also say I might, I might see Richard when I go down to Houston. I'm going down to Houston in, in April. Oh well, I hope you do. Say hi for me. I will. I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna message him and, and see if he wants to meet up for lunch. Maybe I'll go to his house and he can show me his Joe collection. But I'm, a, I'm sure he's not gonna want to show it off. It's probably all in boxes. Ah, uh, you guys in your boxes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, so you know, talent talent was great. I definitely want to go back to Northern Europe again. I, I definitely like the sauna culture that I discovered really in Estonia. I've done sauna before, but it changed me doing it there and having the experience of how they do sauna. And I would definitely like to experience that, like like a true like out out in the woods finish experience in a sauna, you know. I wouldn't mind there being a few hot naked babes there too. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Aww. You know, I won't be able to see them with my vision. I'm but, so disappointed. Uh, I'm thinking we're supposed to be going out for Northern Lights and Finland, and now you're talking about hot well, babes. I'll save time for you, lover boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think me and you should go to Russia and have the experience of what do they call it? A not a banyo or whatever. <laughs> banyo is like, that a bathroom like, in Spanish? No, banyo is in Spanish. <laughs> What do they call it? Uh, there's a there's a term for it, like in Russia, and basically you go in there and you're like in the but it, it always seems really smoky in their ones, and then, and they like beat themselves with like pine needles and stuff like on sticks. I'd have to look huh. it up, but I don't know. Maybe I think I'm gonna pass on going to Russia with you. I don't know. <laughs> well, right now I I don't think either one of us should be going to Russia right now. There's a little bit of potential problem there, you know, but. Uh, I would say as far as Talon goes, going back to the original topic of this whole conversation, I think Talon lived up to my expectations. Uh, there were some beautiful women there. Uh, unfortunately, we were there, you know, I was there in wintertime, so people were all covered up. Uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was a mixture of new and old. It was really cool to see a lot of the old. It was weird to see some of the... I, I, really, I really wish I could go back in time and when I was like 22, 23, 24, 25, right after the Berlin Wall had fallen a couple years earlier, yeah. that I'd been able to travel then before the West really started to invade Eastern Europe and and strip away its its cultural identity, you know, and uh, 
I mean, obviously, I would have liked gone back in time and visited before the Russians invaded, and they built a bunch of ugly, ugly architecture. But you know, before World War II, when everything was destroyed and so on and so forth, I would love to have seen Europe probably like in say the middle 1800s. Probably most of Europe was just beautiful, and like hundreds and hundreds of. I mean, they still have hundreds and hundreds of year old architecture, but a lot of it's been destroyed, and that's just sad. Anyway, I guess I'll just sum up with this: if you get a chance to go to Tallinn, Estonia. Uh, definitely go. Uh, preferably, probably better to go in the summertime. But if you are a winter lover and you like snow and you like the cold, then go in wintertime. Definitely go. Definitely go to Finland if you can. I haven't been there. I want to go there. Uh, and like I said, I do find Estonian and Finnish women beautiful. So for me as a guy, two thumbs up on on the beautiful ladies. I, I concur. Uh, summertime was. To walk around in shorts was much nicer than to walk around all bundled up in the wintertime. But I don't yeah. I don't think I would have given up the, the winter Christmas market, honestly. The Christmas market in the know, town square it, was nicer than anything I saw in the summertime when I was there. And you know, it, it really wasn't that cold. I'm sure you experienced way well, the, we didn't we didn't even have snow or anything when I was there. You know what I mean? Like, no. I, I didn't even bring a heavy jacket. I just brought my regular spring jacket. But I did bring a scarf and, and gloves. Right, because I figured it would be. Yeah, you know, I would say it was definitely chilly. Oh yeah, it wasn't cold, and I think you definitely because of the Baltic Sea being nearby. I think it definitely helped, you know, the temperature a little bit. It did snow that one day, weren't you there when it snowed? I don't think I saw snow when I was there at all. I was disappointed uh, when I when I saw the Christmas market. I was like, "Damn it, I should be here when it snows. It's gonna be much nicer." No, that's right. We were walking around. It was raining. Yeah. It was raining on yeah. us. That yeah, it snowed. It snowed the week after you left. Yeah, I miss all the good stuff. Yeah, I miss the so. five hundred menu item Chinese slash Indian restaurant. <laughs> I miss the snow. I missed uh, all the genitals yeah. you guys touched in class. Yeah, you would have liked that too. I, I missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. All I did was like walk around and take pictures and eat cool food. Well, if the day ever comes, well, hey, here's here's a new idea. Here's a, so something I didn't tell you was. See, I don't know when if I'm going to go back to Talent because the the school that I went to kind of relocated. They're now based out of Nicaragua huh. because Nicaraguan travel restrictions are a lot better than Europe is. So they're kind of setting up a possibility of relocating there and kind of having that as their base of operations and, and, a, and a really nice beach town about two hours west of the capital. So it's only like a two hour bus ride from the capital out to the coast, really beautiful little town. And so they've started, they're going to start having in-person classes again. So I've never been to Nicaragua, so I'm sure I'll probably go there. Well, I'm going to close out the show here with just a little throwback to one of our older shows. We had a show that we talked about uh, average penis lengths in men around the globe and central America had the men with the largest on average, penis lengths. Really? So, if you really feel it's necessary to go to Central America, you won't really stack up to those around you. So, <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Southeast Asia has the average smallest size, so maybe I should just stick to you that You should area. just con- convince <laughs> the tantric people to move their office to Southeast Asia. Yes, but you need to be a now, please, though. All right, well, good to know. I'm not going to be down there looking for penis anyway. Well, so. I mean, you're still young. you got plenty of time to go down that road, right? <laughs> I'm definitely happy on the path that life chose for me. All right, man. Well, thanks for sitting down and chatting. I appreciate you spending the, you know, Sunday evening. Well, it's always a pleasure sharing time with you, Mr. Clay. we got so many stories to talk about <laughs> And extrapolate from our past. I'm sure we'll have many more episodes. To it's go. kind of sad that we have nothing to talk about present or future because, I mean, most of my life is just working kids. Whereas before it was working kids and travel with new experiences. And I haven't done really anything new other than my, you know, kid asking me where his testicles were. You know, there's nothing really <laughs> going on in my life at all. Well, you never forget that conversation the first time your your son asked you where his testicles are. We were having dinner tonight, and so it was me, my daughter, and my son. And I was showing them an old video when he was like, I don't know, two. And we asked him to go grab the blanket. So he goes to my room to grab my blanket. And there's two blankets in there, and they're really heavy. And he's trying to, like, drag them across the floor and around a corner. So they're getting stuck around the corner. And he's like, huh, huh, help, 
help and he's so little right so i just laugh at him instead of helping him and he just looks at me like hey asshole i said help <laughs> and to me it was just funny so i'm recording and i go help him with it and my daughter's laughing about it and she's like you're such an idiot to my son i'm like is he so much an idiot like you were when you were little and you said my brother's so cute i'm gonna marry him one day and she just started laughing she's like yep nope i definitely said that and i'm definitely wrong <laughs> so yeah well, kids do say the darndest things they do indeed. They do indeed. Well, shall we cap it off yeah, man. and say peace out? Yeah. And thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you every time. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace. Wish you 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 wish you